of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, I listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. Sound good? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Let's go, because it's almost a carbon copy of yesterday. 38 degrees at the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Canton. The difference is two degrees warmer and no sunshine today, Mr. Rhoda. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm pissed off today as I uh, wake day. up today. I, I'm not pissed well, off right. every day. It is a carbon copy of yesterday because you were pissed <laughs> off yesterday, too. Well, and where else would you rather be yeah, than right yeah, here, right. right now? Okay. Yesterday I was pissed off because the Cowboys screwed me out of three parlays, okay, and cost me money. Today I'm pissed off because I watched the entire college football national championship game last night between Georgia and TCU, and all I kept thinking was it should have been Ohio State kicking TCU's ass all over the field last night. 65-7 to Georgia wins. The Buckeyes led that team by 14 points in the fourth quarter, and... Oh, I, I got to be careful what I say because Brian will have to dump me, and I don't know if we're in delay or not. But uh, Jim Knowles, if he just swallowed his pride and, and learned from his mistakes in the Michigan game, the Buckeyes would have been playing and winning the national championship last night. Instead, Georgia goes back-to-back as national champions last night. It made me sick watching that game last yeah, night. Yeah, I had TCU plus 52, and I pushed. <laughs> <laughs> And what a what a lousy game. But I've got to come out with this because I didn't watch what? any of the I shouldn't say I didn't watch any of the game. So I start getting text messages, and I'm not going to watch the game. I wanted to watch the Browns red zone with uh, Jim Donovan because he's going to join us tomorrow. And that's going to okay. be very interesting. And I wanted to see his thoughts at the end of the season with the Browns. And, okay, we'll get to that in a second. But I didn't watch any of the game because everybody kept texting me telling me what a blowout it was. But I did watch one play, so I'm willing to take this moniker off your back. You are no longer the Black Cat, as you reminded me yesterday, because last week we interviewed head coach Mike Bluey of the North Canton Hoover Vikings boys basketball team. Usually you interview a head coach and they lose. (laughs) Last week we interviewed him, well, I should say we, not just you, and they won. So yesterday we had Tim DeBevick on the show. They play tonight against McKinley. We'll see what happens there. But I will say this. What? I turned the the ball game on last night for one play. One play. Now, you're into this betting thing now. Yes. Would you like to bet on which play, one play, that I watched last night? And I'm going to take the moniker. This is the hint. I'm taking the moniker of Black Cat off your shoulders. What play in the game last night did I watch? You watched... The play where TCU fumbled the football. Nope, not even close. Damn. I okay. watched the play in a 65-7 to blowout. I, turned, yeah. I swear to God, this is an honest-to-gosh truth. What? The play where the Georgia kicker missed the extra point. That's the only <laughs> – I can't make this up. It's the only play of the game I watched. 
So late in the game, their last touchdown, you turn it on, and that's the only mistake they made the entire game. You couldn't miss that kick last week. You. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh, that's crazy, man. I watched from start, and by the way, I don't remember who did the national anthem. You're, you're the music guy. See if you can it. find out who's, who, you know, Google or what. They were phenomenal. It, it, who was it, male, female? It was a group. Oh, and, oh I know uh, who it, it was. Somebody texted me. It was Pentatonics. It was acapella? Yes. It was Pentatonics. I, they were phenomenal with their rendition of the national anthem. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a good start. Was nice. it, wait a minute. Was it phenomenal or did it go over, Mr. Degenerate Gambler? Uh, yeah. I didn't bet on that, uh-huh. but that's about the only thing I didn't bet on last night. Right. Um, they were great, and I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be a great night. And be- before the game, I sat there and I said, you know what? Uh, if I were to bet my own money on this, I would give the points and take Georgia. And guess what? I didn't bet, and of course, no. that's what happened. I would have won. Always is. What I did do, though, last night is, and, and I've been telling you, I've been using a couple of different apps that gave me free money to bet, right? Yeah. Okay. Another one that gave me free money to bet, we had the guy on not too long ago that uh, teamed up with uh, Jake Paul. Remember the better app? Yes. Remember that one? Yes. And that's the micro betting where you can bet on every play if you want to. Right. Okay? So last night, I said, you know what? I, I, I might do this. And as Georgia started to dominate, I said, oh, I could cash in on this, oh, man, because okay. they're kicking TCU's butt. The trend is bet Georgia to score every time they have okay. the ball. If you did that, you cleaned up last gotcha. night on this better app, okay? Right. Okay. Now, I had some issues with the app, okay, and this is their soft launch uh, with real money involved with it, and it would freeze up on me. I didn't get in all the bets that I wanted to get in, and it cost me money, of course. Of course it did. Well, isn't, of course that it just did. Amazing. isn't that just something that it would freeze up in a game that you couldn't lose? Uh, well, I'm just saying, it, it froze up. Mm. I started the night with $50, okay? When the night was over, I ended up with sixty-one and ninety cents. So sixty-one dollars ninety cents. All right. I made eleven dollars and ninety cents betting on. Okay. I would say ten different plays right. throughout the game, which should okay. have been more. Silver lining is you didn't yeah. lose, and right. you know it's amazing. Every time you woulda, coulda, shoulda placed a winning bet on I someone, know. you know what it reminds me of? What? Our good friend Ernie Abood. Oh. Our sports handicapper extraordinaire who has a propensity for the ponies and usually picks the Kentucky Derby for us. Well, get this. If Ernie Abood would have picked the winner of the Kentucky Derby, he would have (laughs) won. Doesn't happen, does it? You know, you've got to remember. And it's the old Vegas saying, man. Every guy that ever grew up downtown Canton that knows all these old hunts knows what I'm about to say. Vegas was not built on winners we get it. But, man, when you second-guess a game, it's like we talked about last week. When the Cavaliers were in Denver, that was like stealing. But guess what we didn't should've. happen? Yep. We yep. didn't place any bets. I had them in my one parlay, but then, of course, the Cowboys screwed that That's one up problem. for me. That's the problem. You to know? throw the Cowboys out, this was the sure thing. Why yeah. waste money on a parlay when we Fair. had the sure thing? Well, it's only yeah. a sure thing the next morning, right? Well, Georgia was the sure thing yesterday, JT. But we still, Georgia we, and you, the over. We, let me tell you something. Let me tell what? you what happens in, in a situation like this. What? They set a, a point spread 
that makes you hem-haw around and wonder whether or not they could cover that spread. You've got to remember and go back in time, and we should have jumped on this too. When you think of TCU, you've got to remember they were playing over their head. And what I mean by that is the fact that in their own conference, they were picked sixth. Now, I understand teams that may not be picked to win their conference, like a Michigan. We know that Ohio State was probably picked to win the Big Ten. When it doesn't happen, that's fine when you're number two. But when you're number six and you end up somehow making your way, winning a semifinal game and into the championship game, okay, that luck's going to run out at some point in time. And do you really think that TCU would be as good as, as Georgia? I mean, if they're good enough to beat Michigan the way they did, Would Michigan have been a better opponent last night? The obvious answer right now has got to be yes. And we think that Ohio State would have won that game. And for all intents and purposes, the national championship was last week. Yes, absolutely, JT. And here's where I wanted to bet Georgia last night. I'm watching the pregame show, and who's sitting in the middle of, uh, you know, all the reporters that they had on the pregame show? Nick Saban. When Nick Saban, they said, Nick, we're not going to ask you to pick the winner, but just give us your thoughts on this. Here's what he said. I don't know if TCU can handle the trenches against Georgia. When he said that, that's when I said, Georgia, and give the points and bet the over. And guess what? Georgia covered no problem, and they beat the over by themselves. They scored 65 themselves. These games can go out of control. We've seen it happen before in semifinal games when Ohio State's gotten blown out by the likes of Clemson. But then again, you see a game like yesterday, and a team that we didn't really think had enough left after everybody bolted to the NFL last year to repeat in the Georgia Bulldogs. And you see today, their defensive lineman made himself eligible for the NFL draft. Shocker. Now what do you think they're going to do? Next man up, right? Are they good enough to re- – are we allowed to say three-peat? Or is yes, that, uh, we are. That, no, Pat Riley will not sue us. Pat okay. Riley owns the trademark on that. He won't sue us. I don't think they've got enough left in today. You never know, though. But, I mean, I'm sure you know the AP uh, poll, the way-too-early AP poll came out for next season already. Yep, Did you see where they have the Buckeyes? They're number two behind no. Georgia. Yes. Well, uh, the, the year-end. Yeah, next year, the way-too-early rankings for next year, Yes. The yes. end of season AP is what I forgot to tell you was Georgia ranked number one, obviously. TCU comes in at number two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, which is ridiculous. They basically just yeah. did that because uh, TCU played in the national championship game. The second best team mm-hmm. in the country this year, Ohio State, although they how some people listening to this might say you guys are freaking crazy. Homers. They lost their last two games, and you're saying they're the second-best team in the country hey, behind Georgia? Yes. If Ohio State beats Georgia last week and ends up beating TCU for the championship, are they number one? Yeah. Number yeah. one. They're, they're the outright national champs. They won it on the field uh, in back-to-back wins over the top, uh, you know, two of the top four teams in the country if they would have done it. And they it. did – they had Kirk Herbstreet referenced it. They referenced it in the pregame. They said, the only thing that concerns us is how is Georgia going to respond after that physical close win against Ohio State? Well, they had a couple of extra days, and it paid dividends, and they did what Stetson – now, here's a, let me ask you this. Should there be an age limit on an athlete playing in college sports? Because Stetson Bennett was 25 years old. 
I believe there should be. Brandon Whedon comes to mind. He did the same thing. Didn't he leave yes. to go play baseball, came back, ended yeah. up playing in college, and then the Browns for whatever reason. And so the Browns like only would. Yeah. Let's take a rookie that's 27 years. Whatever. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, yeah. I believe there probably should be an age limit. But I, I don't think it benefits him any because he's still good enough. Remember, when he played there, he wasn't picked to be their starter. He won that position. Maybe because he's older, a little bit more mature. I happen to think that it's a lot of it on his talent. He's a really good college quarterback. Don't know if that makes him a good pro quarterback. You know what it makes him? A.J. McCarron. What? Yes, and uh, yeah. Here's what I'll say about that. I think the age was more of a factor than his talent, and here's why. He's more mature. He's not caught up in the social media stuff like all the younger kids are, right? He's been there, done that. Think about that. Normally, kids graduate and go on to, to the NFL at age 22. He's still playing college football against 17, 18, 19-year-old yeah. kids at age 25, right? That That's like when, when they say you're in your prime in your career in football and uh, you know basketball, they say anywhere from mm-hmm. 25 to 29 is your yeah. prime. Well, he's 25 and still playing college right. football, and the mental part of it with him, I think, really fine. showed against the Buckeyes mm-hmm. and then yesterday in that game as well because he was unfazed by well, everything. You could say the same about C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud's not 25, but I will say this. You're on to something when you compare someone like Stetson versus McCarthy from Michigan. Absolutely, he's way more mature than that kid. Yes, no, no question about it. And he was the MV. How about this? He played in four college football playoff games. Two semifinals, two national championships. He was the MVPJT mm-hmm. in all four of those college football playoff games. Yeah. And that was at age 24 last year and at age mm-hmm. 25 this year. So I do believe there's something to that. I Probably. really do. Probably. The, the maturity. I would give more of the credit to Kirby Smart, but I know where mm-hmm. you're coming from. I get it. Now, the kid was argue. a walk-on. It's a great yeah. story. It's legendary, right? He's a walk-on as a kid. He wants to go to Georgia. That's all he wants to do. He wants to play in the championship. He's talking to his dad. And all. The, and lo and behold, he, he waits his turn. He waits his turn. And boom, back-to-back mm-hmm. for the first time since 2012 yeah. when Nick Saban did it with Alabama. Yeah, and again, not watching the game. Obviously, you're looking at the Duggan kid that was a quarterback from TCU that was under consideration for the Heisman Trophy. Now, there was a guy that got beat out at the beginning of the season and yep. ended up putting in one of the greatest college seasons in history. But I have to believe, after what happened yesterday, how bad's that going to hurt his draft stock? Yeah, it's going to hurt him, JT. And here's the thing that really grinded my gears, okay? In watching that game, and I go back to 2016 with the, the Indians, up three games to sure. one on, on the, the Cubs. When you have that chance, for whatever reason, you're in the driver's seat. You have a chance to, to win a championship, okay? You cannot f- screw it up. Right. You've got to grab the bull by the horns and win it, and, and mm-hmm. here's why. They talked about Jalen Carter last night, okay, and how he was embarrassed by the way he played against Ohio State. He's the defensive lineman for Georgia. That long layoff, they got fat, man. Ask Troy Smith about getting fat sure. between winning the national or the Heisman Trophy and mm-hmm. playing for a national championship. So the opportunity was there for the Buckeyes mm-hmm. to steal it from Georgia, win right. it last night over TCU. Georgia survives. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter 
got up extra early every day between the end of that game and yesterday's game and was running sprints because right. he was winded and he was embarrassed. Right. So he would not take TCU lightly after the Buckeyes almost beat well, You know what it resembles, 2014-2015. The Buckeyes beat Alabama in a semifinal game. Nobody expected that to happen. And everyone forgets the fact that that was not the championship game. Mm. You end up beating Oregon. It was the same situation. Had you gotten by Georgia in the semis, and in fact, the Buckeyes were four going into those final fours as well. Had yeah. you beaten Georgia, you slide right in. You would have probably been the favorite in the championship game, and you win it all. It's a lost opportunity. And I want to go back into why Georgia wins this game. And as okay. you said it, Nick Saban said they basically don't have the horses up front. And what have I been telling you, man? In order to win at that level, and the professional level as well, you've got to win. You've got to build your team from the inside out. They win the game in the trenches. They win it in the offensive line and the defensive line. And if you take the Ohio State program and you take the Browns program, what do they have in common? I, I would say with the exception of the offensive line of the Ohio State Buckeyes, and we've got news on them as well coming up, Okay, you, you weren't as strong on the defensive front as Georgia was. Uh, they, they wreaked havoc in the, in the secondary, in the backfield the entire game. And C.J. Stroud still played his butt off. And with an opportunity to win that game, you get the opportunity, you've got to take advantage of it like you said. But the bottom line here is the fact that they win that game on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they dominated. Uh, I don't think uh, Stetson Bennett was sacked. Uh, was very The two runs he had for touchdowns, J.T., he was untouched on those. He threw for four, ran for two, threw for 300 yards, I think ran for like 40 more. And... Uh, he was out of the game, Jay. This is how big of a blowout it was. Stetson Bennett, the MVP of the game, they gave him a curtain call with like 12 minutes to wow. go in the game. They called timeout. Yeah. Kirby Smart told everybody else stay out there, and he called Stetson Bennett over to get you know a mm. nice round of applause from the fans. He gave him a hug, and then he did that with the defense at like eight minutes to wow. go. So that I mean, you talk about cruising to victory. Mm. And that never happens with Ohio State. You're biting your nails to the end of the oh, game. Oh, it does when you're playing Youngstown. Well, yeah, those teams, not against the better team. Yeah. And that's how dominant they were. And like I said, and I'm learning this gambling thing, and when Nick Saban came out yesterday before the okay. game and they said, don't pick a team, just tell us uh, how, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes, I don't know if TCU yeah. is ready for yeah. and can handle the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that's when I said, okay, this game's right. over. Georgia's winning big time. But when you look at it, at the end of the day, you can't really say that the Final Four is flawed. I mean, it could be flawed if they had gotten blown out by Michigan. But they right. beat that team, and they had every right to play for a championship. Now, were they outmatched by Georgia? Obviously. Sometimes, oh. though, when that ball goes downhill, you know, it just snowball effect into a, you know, a boulder or whatever. But, I mean, w- when I think about the two best teams facing off in a championship game, I can't say TCU versus Georgia. I, I just don't. And even from what I saw in Georgia last week, I can't really say that they're the best team in the country. They might have not been challenged until the Buckeyes took them. Had they lost one game all season long to Ohio State, they would have said, oh, it was a great team. They, they couldn't have got it done. You know what I mean? Same way the Buckeyes didn't get it done. Remember, they were favored in that game by Georgia, a touchdown. Georgia, by far, uh, best team in the country, no doubt in my mind. They were able to do it. on JT, when I look at their defensive, and I don't have the stats, okay, as far as height, weight, and all that stuff, Georgia's defensive front 
looked like an NFL yeah. defensive front, where the Buckeyes looked like high school kids growing into uh, college kids. The size of Georgia's defensive line and their offensive linemen. I know the Buckeyes had some big kids up front, too. It, they, Georgia just, I mean, they look bigger, faster, stronger. I and the it. Buckeyes, God bless them, 42-41. They had yeah. that team on the ropes down 14 points. This is a season where I wish they would have expanded the playoffs. I just don't believe in Georgia because of the way they played against Ohio State. And, you know, How we didn't. You not? They're let me finish, and I'll tell you why. Let me finish, and I'll tell you why. I All think right. if you would have expanded the playoffs this season, with the exception of the loss to Tennessee, which might have been the best game of the year, Alabama might have been the best team in the country. Had they gotten the opportunity mm. to either get back in, you can't tell me that they wouldn't have put up a better fight than TCU. Maybe okay. even beaten that team the way Ohio State should have beaten that team. If Ohio State can take Georgia to the wire, is my point, then I believe Alabama could have beat them. And at you this know what point. else? I, I, I tend to agree. Bama deserved to be there over TCU, mm -hmm. no no question. We saw it yesterday. The disparity That's my in only talent. Point. Okay, the, the disparity in talent was obvious yesterday between mm -hmm. TCU's recruiting, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State's recruiting. Painfully obvious. What's that say about Harbaugh and Michigan that they lost to that TCU team? That's just you know, day, another thought for another day. Um, I, I will say this. Um, Nick Saban, in saying that, and, and yeah. Pollock, uh, Dave, is it David Pollock who was one of the guys on the, the pregame show, former uh, college uh, player, defense mm -hmm. player? He, and they, they did this on social media. David Pollock came out and said, the reason Georgia is the most dominant football team the last two years in college football, and somebody on social media zoomed in on Nick Saban's face when he right, said that, right. and Saban kind of just turned his head, rolled his eyes, and it's like, okay, right. Um, don't bet against Alabama next year is all I'm saying. When he's sitting up there and everybody's telling him that he's no longer right. the guy and, and that Kirby Smart's uh, squad in back-to-back -back championships is taking over college football, watch out for Alabama next year. I think they were, what were they, fifth JT in that too early uh, uh, rankings? I, I didn't, I, I have went, to look at it. Here, here's what it was. It went, and this is the too early rankings for 2023 for college football. They say Georgia's the favorite to three-peat. Ohio State second, Michigan is third, mm -hmm. I believe Florida State is fourth, mm -hmm. Alabama fifth, and Penn State right. with Drew Aller, the kid from Medina, right. is sixth. So mm -hmm. three teams from the Big Ten are in the top six right. for next year, but watch out for Alabama Go back to year. this Alabama here for a second, and, you know, you could say, well, what do you mean, JT? Why are they the best team in the country? They lost two games, didn't even make it into the Final Four. Well, you know, if they would have handled their business against LSU – and if they could have handled their business at Tennessee, they have nobody to blame but themselves. But occasionally right. you play a bad game, and that Tennessee game, if Tennessee doesn't lose their starting quarterback, maybe we're talking about the Volunteers. I understand injuries happen, and they, they make a season go different directions. Might be one of the reasons the Buckeyes lost to Georgia. But all I'm saying is, from what I've seen, and I don't know that they've really been taken to task, they played LSU in the SEC championship game and had their way with them. I think they beat them by 20 points. All I'm saying is I'm not sold on the fact that they're the best, just the best team. When we saw the Alabama teams win, maybe because they're a dynasty, you never second-guessed it. For whatever reason, I'm second-guessing Georgia, maybe because Ohio State only lost by one. 
back-to-back champs, first time in 10 years, lost mm-hmm. 15 starters last year when they won it, came back and went That's undefeated. another reason. Remember, mm-hmm. they lost a game last year. They lost all those starters, right. came back, did not lose a single game this year. So for me, I am a believer Probably. that Kirby Smart has caught Alabama as the top dogs, if you will, in college football. And the Buckeyes are still looking up, man. Too many times in the history of Ohio State football have they had more talent and better teams Mm -hmm. and had chances to win, and they failed to do so. And that's with seven or eight national championships. The Buckeyes should be in double digits with national championships. Again, the correlation of the Cleveland Browns. And as many times as people tell you they've got more talent on their roster, talent doesn't always win out. Talent didn't beat Michigan. We had more talent than uh, that team up north had, but yeah. yet we weren't able to win that game because you didn't take advantage of situations. You didn't make uh, di- changes throughout the game, and you had discipline problems. Now, Ohio State, for the most part, addressed the discipline problems going into the semifinal game, but again, when you can't close the deal, you're always going to be on the outside looking in. Moving forward, do they learn something from this? I think the answer is they learned something from the Michigan loss, but they didn't learn how to play four quarters. Did Jim Knowles learn something? No. That's the big question. No, he got worse. Had Jim Knowles gotten blown out in the first quarter and then made in-game adjustments, we wouldn't be having this discussion because obviously they played good for the first three quarters. But when you can't close the game out, he didn't learn anything because he went back into the shell of his defense where he had no help over the top, single coverage, man-to-man, guys getting beat, not letting Georgia take any time off the clock. They go right down the field and score. That's not protecting an 18 to 3. You got outscored 18 to 3 in the yeah. fourth quarter alone. Had they started out slowly, I'd agree with you. He didn't learn anything, but they started out on fire. He did learn something. He just didn't stick with it. So that's why I was in a crappy mood as we started the show today. The Buckeyes should be celebrating a national championship. Instead, the dogs of Georgia are back-to-back champs as they destroyed embarrassed land, based it, however you want to say it, TCU 65-7 to last night. All right, we're going to turn from college football to NFL football when we come back. Daryl Ryder, Browns beat reporter at 92.3, the fan of the Browns radio network, going to join us and recap the uh, 7-10 season for the Cleveland Browns and look ahead to what they have to do this offseason. That's next on the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. 